Hey, and welcome to the Happiness Project Podcast, where we are all about taking action to living our happiest lives. My name is JC, and I am obsessed with giving you tools to help you take you from where you are now to where and who you want to be. In this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share stories, tips, and tricks to help you truly live your happiest life. I don't promise to have all the answers, but as a once beat down, burned out teacher, I am passionate about helping you find yours. Let's do the dang thing. Hi, welcome back. I am so happy that you're here. I am very excited for this topic. Actually, Several of you requested it. I've gotten just some messages. I know you're not supposed to say that, by the way. I hear this all the time. Like, don't say, I've gotten so many messages, but I literally have gotten like three. (laughs) So I've gotten some. This is not a lie. I've gotten some messages asking if, you know, if I'm a beginner with health and fitness, where do I start? What does that even look like? Because there's so many different things out there to follow. There's so many you know, and not just different things to follow, but different pieces of advice and different, um, you know, whatever, different paths that you could take to do this. But I'm going to give you my three best tips today on what you can do if you're a beginner. And to me, this is just not overcomplicating it. This isn't any special diet. This isn't any special like, woo, like do this and you're going to lose 20 pounds in 20 seconds. This is not it. Okay. I will actually never give you that kind of advice, but I just want you to know that this is very basic, but it should help, especially if you're new to the health and fitness area, or maybe you're not even new to it. And maybe you just need a refresher. These three things will always come into clutch. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you're a beginner, if you're not a beginner, three basic things that you can be following for your health. Are you ready? All right, number one, clean out the junk. Clean out the junk, okay? We have really overcomplicated food, and I get, don't get me wrong, okay? You know what kind of advocate I am for gut health and all the things, and yes, sometimes food can be very tricky. However, we have totally overcomplicated the process of food, and Food literally should just be you fueling your body. Does that mean that you can never have the things that you want to have again, like cake or pizza or burgers or whatever? Absolutely not. You absolutely can. However, the problem is we fill our house more with junk food than we do with actual good fuel. And that is an issue. So we need to remember that instead of doing that, let's, you know, fill our our house, our fridge, our cupboards, our whatever with 80% of the good stuff and then maybe 20% of the stuff that we know isn't going to make us feel our best. So instead of, you know, chips and cookies and all of that, you know, can you make healthier snacks or healthier grab and go items for, or maybe could you just find healthier chips? Siete, I, hello, if you are listening, Siete, please advertise me. Oh my gosh, I'd be their biggest cheerleader. But, you know, there's so many things that you can do to get what I love to call better bads. If you don't know what that is, better bads are literally taking the foods that you love and making them better for you. So it's like having pizza, but making it with better ingredients or eating chips, but chips with better ingredients or eating candy, candy with better ingredients. You get the picture. So that is, I live and die by better bads. And I teach all of my clients about better and bads because I think that Of course, yes, we want to have that lifestyle where we can fuel our body and live our life. But I also do really believe that what you put in your body 
is important. It's really hard for me to say, to tell my clients like, yeah, 20% of the time fuel the most crappiest food on earth and just throw it in your body and you're going to feel like crap, but at least you're living at, you know, a 50 or not a 50, 50, but an 80, 20 lifestyle. I just have a hard time saying that. So for me, it's like buy better bets, right? Not saying that, of course, you won't ever have food that doesn't have not so good ingredients, but at least you're being more aware of what you're buying and what you're putting into your body. But sorry, I digress. I'm going on a tangent. But seriously, think of it as 80-20. 80% of your food of your food that you're consuming in your house should be good fuel that is going to make you feel good. Vegetables, fruits clean proteins. And by clean proteins, I mean eggs, chicken, meat, right? Those kind of things. Rice, sweet potatoes, actual potatoes. You know, those are all amazing things to just make however you want to and fuel your body with. And then the 20% that's in your house could be the things that you love, but maybe you're going to find better bads for, okay? That is rule number one. Sorry, that one was, um, I kind of went on a little tangent there, but I hope that that was helpful. Please let me know if that was helpful. (laughs) Okay, rule number two, movement. Holy crap. It's like we want the perfect, like what exercise can I do to lose 100 pounds in a week, right? It's just like we want that one thing. And here's the thing, workouts are for longevity. You have to remember this. Workouts aren't so you lose weight. Workouts aren't so you burn off the food that you ate. Workouts are seriously to build your strength and to build your longevity. So what does that look like? Walking. What does that look like? Lifting some weights. What does that look like? Maybe you're getting on a bike right? Movement, just movement. Stop overcomplicating it. You don't need a well-written up plan. Just move your flipping body. That's all you got to do. Move your flipping body, okay? And of course, if you're like, okay, I'm not that much of a beginner. Like what kind of workout should I be doing? Strength training four times a week at least. That is my recommendation. Strength training, there is so much benefits to it. Don't get me wrong. Cardio is amazing. Cardio is great for your heart health. Cardio is great for endurance. Cardio is can be a great stress relief, all the things. But strength tra- training does so much for you. It does so much for your gut health. It does so much for your metabolism. It does so much for your not only your bones, but obviously your muscle mass, all the things. It's amazing for so many reasons. So strength train four times a week. If you don't know how to do that or where to start with that, there is no, I mean, there, of course there's a wrong way, but go to your gym if you have a gym membership and pick up some weights. Don't overcomplicate it. Pick up some weights, okay? If you're not sure how to do that, then hire somebody to help you. Whether that's a personal trainer, maybe you have a friend. Uh, hi, my name's JC and I would love to help you if you needed that. You can always talk to me. I'd be more than willing to give you advice but don't overcomplicate it, okay? Pick up some freaking weights, move your body. Literally, that's it. That's all I'm gonna say about that is move your freaking body, okay? And my third tip for if you're a beginner with health and fitness, are you ready? Drink your water, get good sleep. Now, I have to go, I know these could be like technically four tips, but I have to go into a little detail. 
First things first is we don't drink enough water. So many people try to find loopholes with hydration. They try to, you know, they try to find all the things. Just drink the freaking water. If you think water is gross, I promise that it's just your taste buds and eventually that will go away. Eventually you'll be able to drink water like a normal person. (laughs) Just kidding, not saying that you're not normal, but for real, you'll be able to drink water normally, but you have to make sure that you're drinking it. Your baseline should always be half your body weight, but honestly, in my opinion, you should be aiming for a gallon a day. I The reason why I say that is because I want you to know that I think it's like 80% of Americans are walking around in chronic state of dehydration, which is why a lot of people struggle with cravings. So if you're like, yes, I have so much cravings, your cravings could be one of two reasons. The one of the two reasons is hydration. Another reason could be just the nutrients that you're giving your body, but that's for a whole different episode, but I'm going to plug into the hydration. If you are not hydrated, you will have cravings because your brain doesn't know how to say, hey, I'm thirsty. It just shows you in other ways. So then all of a sudden you're snacking and you've eaten like 60 bags of chips and you can't figure out why. That is why. Drink your freaking water. And the best advice that I can give you for this is to set alarms. If you're like, I just forget to drink water and I can't ever remember and set an alarm. That's what I do. I do it even during the school year. I make it a fun game with my kids in my classroom. I set an alarm and we drink some water. Okay. So drink your water. The second thing is sleep. Sleep is so important. And I cannot, I mean, I could talk hours and hours and hours about sleep because it is so freaking important. You guys, this is just a little side note. They have correlated sleep just by getting proper sleep. You could prevent so many diseases in your life. You know how, uh, you know how sometimes they say like, um, diseases are genetic, like heart disease and cancer and all those other diseases. They have linked that that is not necessarily true. That if you literally get proper sleep, you could prevent some of these diseases. It's just crazy. You guys, sleep is insane. And if you want more information on sleep, I strongly suggest buying the book Sleep Smarter or following Sean Stevenson's podcast on Sleep Smarter because he is incredible. And he just is like a sleep genius, okay? But anyway, sleep is where your body recovers. This is where it burns the fat. This is where it does all the muscle recovery. This is where it truly gives you your results. Now, if you're a mom and you're listening and you're like, "Uh, I have a newborn baby, uh, so JC, you can just take that and shove that right up your butt. <laughs> just listen to me. Okay. It's not, I'm not telling you, even though yes, you hear all the time, try to get seven to nine hours of sleep. We hear that all the time. Yes. That obviously is, you should be aiming for that. However, the quality of your sleep is more important than the quantity of your sleep. So if you're getting seven to nine hours every night, but let's say it's really crappy sleep, that doesn't mean anything. Like you got seven to nine hours of crappy sleep. Congratulations. Your body did not recover during that period. So yes, even though we say seven to nine hours, you need to make sure that it's good quality sleep. So if you're a brand new mom and you're listening to this and let's say that you're averaging four hours a night, you better make sure those are the best four freaking hours of your life. Okay. And Again, that goes with quality. So how do you get good quality sleep? I'm going to give you some tips. I know these are a lot of, I'm giving you my three best tips and a lot of tips under the tips. Okay. So just bear with me. The first thing is your room temp. Your room temperature should be anywhere from 62 to 68 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Why? Because if your body has to work hard to cool down or to warm up, it's not recovering. Okay. Second tip, buy blackout shades. Literally make your room so black that when you put your hand in front of your face at night to lay down, you cannot see it. That is how dark your room should be. So buy, I think Target has some super cheap blackout shades. You can find them probably on Amazon. I have no idea, but get blackout shades and make your room freaking black. Okay. And then my third and final tip is your bedroom is for two things, sleep and sex. If you are not sleeping or having sex, You should not be doing anything else in there, meaning you should not have technology everywhere in your room. Remove your phone from your your nightstand, go put it in a different room or go put it in your closet or something away from you. Go on Amazon, buy a light dimming alarm clock. So you're going to have an old fashioned alarm clock, no longer using your phone. Set that up. And then remove all the other technology. Your tablet doesn't need to be in there. Your computer doesn't need to be in there. Your TV shouldn't be in there. But I'm not going to talk about that one because people get very upset about that. Just trust and believe that a TV should not be in your bedroom. And I know my dad is one of those people who has a TV in his bedroom. And we have this argument all the time. So you can hate me because my dad yells at me. So that is totally fine. But that should not be in your room either. Your bedroom is for sleep and for sex. That is what it is for. Okay? Just remember that. So those are my best tips. Let's just like recap really quick. Number one, fuel your body. So get rid of the junk. Sorry, I think it was get rid of the junk, but you got you get what I mean. Fuel your body. Remove all the crap, get the good fuel, and then try to find some better bats. Number two, movement. Don't overcomplicate this. If you want something more than walking, do some weight training. And number three, hydration slash sleep. Yes. That could be considered three and four, but we're going to just say number three, okay? Okay, so I hope this was so helpful. These are what you should be focusing on if you are a beginner of health and fitness. These things have helped me when I first started. It really took away the overwhelm from all the things out there, and then obviously you can eventually um, expand on them, but just focus on the basics. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't think that you have to follow anything special. Just focus on the basics. Okay. I hope this was helpful. Please let me know if this is helpful. Thank you again so much for being here. I am so proud of you. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend or post it on social media and take me in it so I can personally thank you for getting the message out. I'm so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.